This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to episode 40 of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. And it's been a while. It's been hectic. But we came with a full house tonight. We have Zach. We have George. And we brought back our Mike 2.0 slash SP Streamer. You can follow him on Twitter at SP Streamer. You can follow George on Twitter at jmontanez 90 and you can follow Zach on Twitter at Braff Z. That was a mouthful. Gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting here figuring out how I'm going to do this. Gentlemen, how is everybody doing? We'll start with George. Just, <laughs> I don't know, man. This is weird. I'm used to having, we haven't had four people on here in a long time. So Yeah, we haven't. We haven't. I mean, I, I haven't been on in a while, so it's been a few weeks. I'm just, you know, glad to be back here. Uh, just trying to stay in contention in my teams and uh, while also, you know, getting into football too. So, you know, we're at that point, we're at the end here. Just don't bring any of the AB talk to this podcast. No. Um, Mike, Mike, Zach, who wants to talk next? Just someone tell me how they're doing. <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. It's good to be back. We got the, uh, the final push here for fantasy playoff season. Hopefully everybody's still in contention and uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can send you guys out as winners in your leagues here. And if not, stick around anyway, and we'll try next year. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, Mike. it's never too early. Never too early to start looking at next year. Well, Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me back. Um, I'm just a little upset right now with the Brewers because they uh, I streamed Davies in one of my leagues, and they pulled them with 4.1 innings. Not too happy about that. <laughs> Tough streaming. Big L for that one. I just saw. I yeah, four point one innings and eighty nine pitches, and they pull. Yeah, there goes to, a win. They're trying to conserve his. They're trying to conserve his innings for the postseason. Oh wait. Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well. Speak- well, I mean, uh, at least uh, Brandon Woodruff should be coming back for them pretty soon. I think, right? I couldn't tell you to be honest. <laughs> I honestly have no shares. I haven't followed that guy, and I haven't even seen the news on him in a while. Yeah, I've got one share. So you probably know more than I do. (laughs) You mentioned it a little bit before about us helping them into next year. Well, we're actually going to take a look into next year. Again, episode 40, and we're going to kind of just concentrate on 2020 first round. For us, we're going to go as far as top 15 for our first rounds because a lot of leagues, uh, including the two early mocks that actually 
Mike and I are in, they the, the first round is 15 players. So it's a 15-team league. So we're going to cover our top 15, essentially, for all of us, discuss the big differences, and see – we haven't looked at anybody's list, so no one knows who has who where. With that said, we can kind of, we're going to get started. But before – actually, before we get started on the, on the top 15s, the first round, whatever you want to call it, huge news. Essentially – playoff ruining news for playoff teams and roto leagues that are down to the wire i have yelich on all these leagues and yelich got hurt yesterday would he break his kneecap literally yeah with a foul yeah. ball off his own leg uh, so he's out for the season he i thought he was gonna win mvp again and he i think he's gonna lose i think this is gonna cost him oh, this is terrible any of you guys have him on a team that's contending or in the playoffs right now oh yeah first place team just went down. It's um, it's it's tough. It's a tough loss, that's for sure. It's just me and you, Zach. You guys, uh, George, Mike. Either of you have Yellowstone on any of your championship? I teams? do not, thankfully. Yeah, same <laughs> here. No, I had uh, no no Yelich, um, uh, unfortunately. I was gonna say I was gonna say it's bittersweet because Yelich got a right. second point. Yeah, and that's about it. Now he came up short. But <laughs> there's actually an auction team where I had Trout and Yelich, and both of which have basically stumbled and fell on its face here at the end. But I'm not going to go into – it's not all about me. Well, it is all about me except for right now. But <laughs> that being said, help – okay, George and Mike, I'll let you guys go first. We'll start, with, we'll start with you, Mike, actually. Okay. Give me a name or two. Keep it to two. We have a lot of mouths to feed. <laughs> all right. A name or two that you – if you're – I'm a Yellow owner. Hit me with a couple names that are going to help me – again, there's no replacing Yellow, but somewhat help that, that burden. Um, I think the best way to go right now would be to go with someone who's been hot lately, um, especially because you're in playoff mode. So um, I actually like Cano a lot. Um, he's been hot. In the past month, he's hitting over 300 with six homers, and he's doing a little bit of everything, which is kind of what Yelich does, minus the bags. But, um, no, I think he's good. He contributes four categories for you right now. All right, George, hit us with a name. Yeah, uh, Canna's a good call. Canna's been awesome uh, pretty much since, like, the all, like you know, second half of the season. He's been awesome. Um, just kind of, I mean, like you said, there's no really no replacing Yelich, but um, just kind of looking at his own team, um, I, I've kind of been intrigued by Trent Grisham, actually. The, the Brewers have a pretty good schedule next week. They get seven games at home. It uh, looks like he's probably going to stay leading off. Um, He's he's had an interesting year. Uh, really tore it up in in AAA. Limited time in AAA, only thirty four games. But he hit three eighty one uh, down there with uh, thirteen home runs, six steals. He hit his fifth home run today. Uh, so uh, I mean, you know, if you want to look directly there with the with the Brewers, for me, I'm I'm kind of looking at you know, like Mike said, you guys who have been hot, and then also looking at like you know who has the best matchups, and they've got seven games at home against the Padres and the Pirates next week. So uh, maybe you could take a chance there. Okay, Zach, it's your turn. You are a Yelich owner. You ha- you've been eager to tell us these names. Give us those names of yours, unless they were already said, then you could just elaborate more. No, they haven't been said. Um, but like we, like you guys have been saying, obviously this is a name that you really just can't replace his production. Um, I actually have him in two first-place teams, so it is a, a huge loss. Same and. Here. I'm really not sure how I'm going to replace him. I actually also, like, do you think they're going to put him on the IL? 
he hasn't been put a lot of guys at this point with the rosters uh, being expanded. Like they just kind of keep them in limbo, I guess. Like I don't even know if he's going to get put on the IL, which could hurt as well. Um, well, he's droppable in redraft, but it's like my dynasty leagues where I have him. I'm yeah. stuck waiting. I'm just been sitting the same thing. I've been just sitting there waiting. Yeah, waiting. same here. I have him in both dynasty. So obviously he's not going anywhere, but um, yeah, it's obviously a, a big blow. Um, two guys that I've kind of picked up in my leagues as replacements. Um, one guy who's been hot as of late is Adam Frazier of the Pirates. Um, he's looked good the past two weeks. He's only 34% owned in Yahoo. Uh, right now he's batting a triple slash of 375, average 412 OBP, 646 slugging. Um, for somebody that is getting consistent playing time now, that's pretty solid. Um, good numbers right there. He really contributes in all categories. He's not going to get you a ton of stolen bases, but stolen bases is obviously something that's um, just rare across the board now. Um, but Frazier's a name I like. And somebody else I like right now, obviously, you know I'm a Mets fan. Um, he's not an outfielder, but Robbie Cano is an interesting name right now. Um, he's been dropped in a ton of leagues because he's been injured all year and he just hasn't been playing great. But he's uh, he's been doing well the past past few weeks as well batting over 400 um, getting on base nearly 50 percent of the time and he has a nice matchup next week he's in cores next week so three games in cores next week um could be good for for daily leagues weekly leagues definitely beware though because it's possible he might sit a game or two just to kind of keep his legs fresh but those are two guys that i've kind of targeted to replace uh the production from Yelich at this point yeah no. that's it Cano's a good call I, I picked him up uh sorry to cut you off Mike I just wanted to give uh just one more name out there uh just because I, I was looking at the schedules for next week and um one guy I like is actually Anthony Santander um I, I actually picked him up in in a league uh, a few weeks ago he's been kind of cold you know last couple weeks but next week he gets one game in Detroit to start the week, and then six games at home against Toronto and Seattle. So some of the better matchups that you can ask for. Um, so Santander, he's uh, he's probably you know available uh, in a lot of leagues right now. So if you need someone to stream in the outfield, uh, there, that's another name for you. Thirty-seven percent uh, owned in Yahoo. I actually had him as well down. Santander. You know another you Mets fans. What about Nimo? Is he like relevant anymore? I know he's back. A little bit of power-speed combo there. He hasn't really gotten going yet. There's just too many mouths to feed right now. Um, I just don't know if he's going to get the consistent at-bats moving forward. You got Lowry back. J.D. Davis needs playing time as well. Um, I just still don't think he's the player that we thought he was going to be preseason right now. So that's not somebody that I'm super interested in at this point. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, though, at around 10 p.m., they announced Yelich did not need surgery. Um, He's out. It's saying he's out six weeks. So technically, if they make the World Series, he could play. (laughs) That ain't happening. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For that that chance. That's good, though, for our discussion of next year. Yeah. I mean, that's not too, too serious. Right. That puts me at ease now. I have a couple guys. I kind of dove a little deep for the deeper owned guys because I enjoy those. And two of them come to mind. I saw Nick Solak, 13% owned Yahoo Leagues. 
he's over the last couple of weeks he's been really hot. You know, ten runs, two home runs, eleven RBIs with with a slow base, hitting three forty one. This is over the last fourteen days though, so. But we're still looking at a little. I mean, it's not crazy power speed, but there's still a chance for some stolen bases there. One of the main things you need from Yelich, and obviously the batting average. At this point, if you need power, you're probably way behind in the standings. Or I, I would just take a guy like that. And then another guy is uh, Mauricio Dubon, another guy who's just a little bit of power speed, you know, two home runs and two steals over the last couple of weeks, hitting 320, 324 as well. So, and he's 3% owned. So those are your deeper league guys to target for uh, a little bit of power speed. And I was just aiming for guys that fit that skill set. Obviously, we'll not give it to you. Give you Again, we can't harp on it enough. These aren't Yelich. None of these. You can't combine these guys to get Yelich. But these are guys. These are guys that are likely available on your waiver wire, worth looking at. And I gave you two guys own less than fifteen percent, fifteen percent leagues that are worth rostering in mixed leagues right now, especially twelve teamers. If you have a middle infield spot or a fifth outfielder, or if you're just looking for upside because it's we're at that point of the year. And another one, of course, is Nico Horner. But that's like a I don't even know what his ownership. He's probably more owned than some of these other guys. I, and I don't know much. I don't, know, he hasn't, I don't even know if he has everyday playing time right now. But he's another guy just, I mean, take a chance. Lux, if Lux is out there still, definitely him. I'm just throwing out names now. I didn't even, <laughs> I'm just like thinking, like, it's call-up season. So, I don't know. If, is there any other names you guys had? Uh, I mean, for if you're in a shallow league, I'm, I'm seeing right now that Eloy Jimenez is only owned in 67% of leagues. If you're really? Like yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and he's been tearing it up. I think he had a grand slam yesterday, another three uh, – Three run home run today, so sixty seven percent. Yeah, I could see you know ten ten team leagues. He's probably you know could be out there if you lost Yelich. Some dead leagues there, man. Yeah, yeah. I would love for him <laughs> to be available in my leagues. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, I would pay someone to drop him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Collusion, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? So, I think we did really well. We covered a lot of names, top to bottom. Have like some higher owned guys, lower end guys. Let's get to the fun stuff. 2020, I can't believe we're already talking about it, but 2020 first round. First overall pick. We're going to do uh, round robin. We're going to go through, we're going we're to all give our first overall pick and then we can discuss. And then we're going to do second round pick, second overall pick, discuss, and go from there. Sound good? And Sounds or good. at least that's the plan. Yeah. That's the plan. We all know how I am. That's likely <laughs> not. It's likely we likely we will not stay on topic, but. First overall, uh, any money, Mike? Trout. Trout. You can't go wrong with Trout. Easily Trout. With that said, Zach and George, go for it. Trout. I'm going to Cunha. There it is. No. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. wait. I got one better. I'm going Yelich. Yelich. Oh, man. I mean, you can't, you, you can't see it right now, but my hands are up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Like, yes, I did it. Oh, man. So, yeah. obviously, so there's really no argument for Trout, but we'll let the guys talk. Well, let's, George, let's save the excitement, make the listeners be bored for about a minute or two. Zach, Mike, lack of a better term or pun, you have the mic. Make your case for Trout, other than the obvious that he's been, he is who he is. I, it kind of blows my mind that anyone would pick anyone but trout um <laughs> he's by far the best baseball player he does it every single year look at people who are taking bets first this year and look how that turned out for them harper a couple of years ago i i get it's it. just it, he's the most consistent player I, you know it's your you're taking the first pick you gotta pick the safest guy and he is by far the safest guy 
highest ceiling, highest floor. I just I wouldn't take anyone else. I agree with Mike. Um, Thank you. Thank you. You agree with Mike. I agree with Mike, <laughs> Mike 2.0, Mr. SP. Um, consistency is huge in fantasy. And if Mike Trout is healthy, he's the best player on the planet. Obviously, Yelich and Acuna are very intriguing names. They offer the stolen base upside, which is obviously very important. Uh, and Trout just doesn't steal the bases anymore. But I just think overall, his numbers across the board, whether it be OBP league, slugging, um, I mean, he's he's going to hit 50 home runs most likely, 110, 120 RBIs. I mean, his numbers are just amazing off uh, everywhere. It's just the consistency is huge for me. And obviously, Yelich, he's got the injury history with the back, obviously the knee now, somewhat concerning. And Acuna... He's still a young player. Um, he's still striking out a little bit too much for my liking. I mean, I would gladly – I'm going to take him in the top three, of course. But just looking at his on-base percentage compared to the other two, I just – I still see Trout above the other two at this point. Trout would be my number one in points leagues. I will say that. But in And that's kind of where right. – I, I look at – by the way, I look at rankings as most in the industry do, as Roto. That's a big thing. A lot of people do look at rankings as roto rankings, and they'll tell you that. So I'm big on that. So I will specify in points leagues because OBP, OPS, he is, and he walks a ton. Trout is by far my number one overall because speed is not as important. But in roto leagues, he is not, and it's because of the steals you just highlighted on. But I don't know. Should we talk a little bit? I'm a little boring. I feel like I feel like Yelich, and, and I feel like that's kind of like the. It's not as trendy as like the or as fun as the flashy as the the Cunha pick. <laughs> no, you know, I, I'm going to say this with the caveat that, you know, assuming that we're talking about standard Roto leagues, um, you know, we had, we had, uh, we had our friend Casey Bubba on a few weeks ago and we kind of had this discussion about, you know, number one and I was on the Acuna side then I was on uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we started, uh, we started a fan tracks, uh, staff, uh, mock draft for 2020. I had the first pick, I had to stick to my guns you know, and take Acuna there. And I, I can't go any differently right now. I think for me, like he, he's going to be 22 years old in December. So much more room for growth. I mean, he's, you know, if, if he hits 40, 40 this season, I mean, you're, you're getting elite five categories across the board with this guy. Uh, I mean, the, it's, it's a lot about my play style as well. I like to shoot for, for the upside there. And, you know, you, you really can't go wrong with Trout. This isn't really, you know, not a knock on Trout at all. But I don't really, I don't see him, you know, being a 20 steal guy again. Um, you know, and if you're going to get Acuna with an average that's, you know, probably going to help you. Uh, and then, you know, a possible 40-40 season, uh, I'm going to take that, number one. Now, let me, how does 35 home runs, 100 runs, 100 RBIs, and we'll cut the difference at about 25 steals with a 300 batting average sound. You wouldn't argue with that. It's you not going to hurt you even if you take him number one. No, that's what you, that's what Yelich gives you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about with Trout a high floor. Yelich offers probably the next highest floor. Maybe he doesn't offer quite the ceiling and power, but Yelich gives you the five-category production with a floor of 20 steals. And we were we off the air, I think, right? Or did you even mention it on the air? I don't remember, Zach. But you were big on the steals. 
this is why I just flipped. I had trout at one for the longest time. Yelich has become my number one pick. And yes, the injury history is concerning between the back. The knee, I'm not too concerned about. That's a freak injury. But the but the back obviously is a concern. But then you have Trout who knickknack injuries. He's going. He they even say he's going to need a foot a foot procedure in the off season. If he's not stealing, that is a huge hit to his value. And by huge hit, that moves him down from first to potentially third. Like that's a huge hit these days. But Trout is still Trout. He's elite, and there's no second guessing it. But he's getting to that point where injuries are starting to add up every year. He's getting hurt by something or rather missing time. Yelich, yeah, he might too, but he's still running. He's still stone bases, a little less power upside, but we're talking an elite floor, and the steals are a huge difference. I'm getting 10, 10 to 15 more steals. This year he was actually at 30 steals before the injury. I cut it to 25 looking forward because he hit 22 last season type of thing. So I'm trying to cut the difference. I was with missing time. So realistically, I just think he has such a high floor. I think I'm kind of taking a little bit risk with injury, but I'm cutting out but I'm not taking as much risk with Acuna and I'm taking a high floor with Yelich. But again, it's the steals that make the difference. So I'm re- taking risk that Yelich, I'm, I'm basically assuming that Yelich isn't going to stop running either, but if he does, then I'll, obviously then I'd rather have Trout. But for me, it's Yelich. You won right now. And it's because of how it's pretty much like Arenado with steals. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> it, can you really say there's, there's a lot of risk with Acuna though? Batting average is probably the only thing because he could hit for, and this is a bad, this is a risk. He could hit like 270, like that, that like maybe 265 would be the worst. I mean, he hit 293 last year as a 21, you know, as a 20 year old, 293, and he's hitting 283 this year. That's why I say 275. I said 270 is probably his bottom, and 265 would be really bad, really unlucky. But that's why it's like I'm not exactly against Acuna, and this, and you know what. Acuna's my number two. Trout got pushed out. Really <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I, I. I just kind of going with George. It's the youth. It's the the upside the and the stolen bases. Well, dude, you literally just got done, you got done complaining. But I think it was before we got on air about how bad and how hard it is to come by stolen bases. If you take Trout first overall or second overall, you won't be wrong. I I'm willing to be take the risk and be wrong. And heck, Betts ended up having a decent year. It's like he had a rough first start. I'm pretty sure he's like top. I don't know. Like I probably might should have double checked this, but I thought he was like top twenty or something like that <laughs> coming into. Yeah, I think he is. I think he made. Uh, up he's. Uh, I think he's fifteenth overall. Something like 13th, that. 13th okay. overall. And he has 14 steals on the year. So it's like, are you really wrong? Like, if you took him first overall, you aren't really regretting it if you held on to him. Because when you take somebody top top two, top three, you're anticipating them being a top 10 player with top with with the upside being the first overall player. Yeah. So I'm willing – I think Acuna and Yelich, although their floors aren't as high as Trout's, I think you gamble for the upside – and for the stolen bases, because stolen bases are so valuable, and there's less and less of them, it seems like, every year. So it's that simple fact. I can't believe – and I was the I was one holding on to Trout for longer than almost anybody, and I've dropped him to third. And that's because between the upside of stolen bases and just the, the little knickknack injuries piling up, and it seems like he's just done running. I think 10-15 is his max, and that's not good enough. I can make up the power. These other guys – can, the batting average should be fine, and yeah, Cunha's uh, batting average isn't as high, so that does concern me. But he makes up for it in the fact that he's going to steal thirty more bases, probably. 
I really don't think you can go wrong with either of these three. My concern with with Acuna is obviously we said the batting average is a little bit lower. The on base is significantly lower than the other two. The slugging is significantly lower than the other two. Um, I just think you're getting safer production, more consistent production from Trout. The thing I do like about Acuna is the stolen bases, but other than that, I think Trout is still a better player across the board. And I would feel comfortable taking Trout uh, first, and then in the second, I would look for maybe some stolen base upside, whether it be like a Trey Turner or Mondesi early in the draft as well. Yeah, he ain't Uh, making it that far. I'm telling you, Trey Turner is not making it out of the first round. Uh, Every mock, well, I guess I've I've been seeing the mock drafts, so I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little um, from what I've seen, but we'll we'll get there, we'll get to that point, I guess, because um, yeah. Uh, anyway, your thing with Trout is that I get it. Obviously, I'm probably more likely to be wrong than you are. I get that, and this isn't normally my style, but it is now. So that's just, but. In point, I guess I'm being really I'm harping on points league because in points leagues Acuna wouldn't be my number two. Yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. Because of the OBP and the slugging, like I would be more likely to take somebody with more walks. I might take bets over Acuna in points. I would have to look at that more though. This is just the first thing that popped in my head. But like that's like an idea of how the difference in the formats change the difference in ranks. Right. So we're gonna have to look into that a little more. Maybe going. I, I'm again a little tangent. Maybe a little more into the offseason, we'll do a top, we'll do a first round or a top 15 or 20, whatever, for just points leagues, and then we'll do top ranks for Roto, cater to everybody. Right. Sound good, guys? We'll, we'll kind of revisit that. We're not going to worry about that tonight. We'll just go with the ranks as they are. Yeah, so, sounds good. I have, I have Yelich one, Acuna two, Zach Trout. Well, that, that obviously that makes Trout my three. So Yelich, Acuna, Trout, Zach, I'm guessing, is Trout, Yelich, Acuna. Correct. Mike, it's been a while. <laughs> this, four, this four people thing is tough. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Trout, Acuna, Yelich. Oh! Wow. <laughs> so many changes. I'm not expecting that. <laughs> it's weird to go from so safe to risky back to safe again. I guess there is the injury concerns with Yelich? We'll put some- um, a little bit, and then Acuna is still younger. And, I mean, <laughs> you – you know, I don't know. His ceiling could be even, you know, crazier. But um, oh, you know, like, a, he has like, a better lineup around him. Like first and... overall type of ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> nah, not over Trout. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, nah, I just – I think he's actually – I like – he has a better lineup around him, which kind of just set me – had me put him a little over Yelich plus the higher upside. I mean, well – I mean, Yelich obviously has proven his upside, but Acuna's only, what, 21, 22? Yeah, he's 20. Yeah, so, 20. I mean, who knows how much better he could really get. So, um, I would play the upside there, yeah. All right, George, who's your 2-3? Uh, so, I got – I do have Trout at number two. So, I got Trout number two, and then I got oh, Yelich at three. I hate you guys. <laughs> So does anybody have the same top three? No, I, don't think I was so. about to write. I was about to write it all down to be completely honest. So I have Yelich, Acuna, Trout. George, you have Acuna, Trout, <laughs> Yelich. Mike has it. Trout, Acuna, Yelich, and George has Zach. Trout. Whatever it is. 
Zach has it's been long enough. Figure it out. Trout Yelich Acuna. <laughs> Trout Yelich Acuna was your top three, right? Right, yes. Zach. Zach, whatever your name is. Dude, I my kids, my cats, whatever, man. They all get this each other's names. You'll get over it. Dude, none of us have I can't believe it. None of us have the same top three. That's really surprising. It's actually awesome. That is really interesting. It's crazy. So I also have a slight concern with Acuna. I have a slight concern, very slight, about possible regression. I mean, he's had an amazing season. Don't get me wrong. You're probably looking at a 40-40 type guy, possibly even 40-50 guy in the future. Um, The batting average, the OBP, that could obviously go up. But, I mean, we're in the juice ball era right now. It's possible next year that changes. I could see those numbers go down a little bit. Um, His home run RBI numbers, if he stays in the leadoff spot, I mean, maybe he's not producing nearly as much in the next year, the next few years. I see possible regression. Um, That's another reason why I kind of have the other two as safer picks. Regression like Bellinger regression his third year? Yeah, I mean, that's possible. I mean, we saw Bellinger last year. That was his second year. I was making second fun year. of the fact that – because this is – well, no, I was making fun because, you know, he regressed so much his third year, but it was a positive regression because now he's like a top five player. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I was giving him a hard time. It was, I guess it was a bad joke. He didn't catch it. Whatever. Yeah, it was not a good joke. <laughs> oh, Let's jump to number four, guys. Let's just go back to Zach because I keep calling – I want to call you George so bad. Zach, give me your number four. Mr. Positive Regression, Cody Bellinger. Okay, Mike, Bellinger, George, Lindor. Ooh, ooh. Again, that just kind of has to do with the the steals there. Nope, I, I, and I have bets. Oh god. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, I I don't blame you for Bellinger. I just look. I just feel like I was looking into him a little bit yesterday. And it's just, he's, I mean, he's ranked the fifth best player, but over the last, he's still top 100 player over the last month, but he, you know, he's kind of been obviously trending downward. He's still hitting 300 on the year, but the steals have been way less coming into the second half. I mean, he has like two or three or four, I forget, it was like a really low amount, 11 on the year. And again, it comes down to steals. I can get power later. I can't get steals later. And that's why Lindor, I'll get, he'll be, he's coming up close on this list. But that's why Betts, Lindor, uh, they get the edge over Bellinger. They, they have, and I think Bellinger hitting 300 isn't going to happen again next year. He's not, that's not his game. Bellinger has been a little streaky as of late, which is a little frustrating. But I think overall, he outproduces Lindor in every category. It's, uh, Lindor and, and Betts, I think. Not in steals, not in batting average. I was going to say not, not steals with Lindor. And not batting average either, I'm telling you. It was a fluke. He was hitting like 350, and now With he's down. Betts to- or Lindor, or either both. one, both. They both have a high. They have both have a higher batting average floor. Bellinger was hitting like 350 in the first half. I'd have to look it up, but it was really high. 330, 350. He's hitting 300. You know how much he had. You know how bad he had to hit to, mm-hmm. to drop 30 points. He's coming back down to earth, and that's for me. That's why like two categories. Like I'm expecting closer to a 270, 280 hitter next year, which is not bad. But that's why like I'm I can get. Batting average and steals are way harder to come by. It's just my argument against them. Like, you'll see, he's, he's not far behind number four. I'm just nitpicking. And bets, you can argue he's regressed. He's not as much home runs, not as much steals. I get that too, but... I mean, 28, actually 28 home runs. You're losing out on RBIs with him, but you get more steals. Batting average is the same. 
290 higher. It, it will be higher, I should say, next year. 2020. We're looking. We're looking forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it's my. You don't have to be on bets. That's fine. But bets my number four. I mean, bets is my number five. So it's not like I'm not on bets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're all right in the same area. All these guys. I was gonna say, is there really anything you guys won't really want to like I, defend your point? On, I mean, I just I think that Mike and George, uh, Mike 1.0 and George. I just think you guys are definitely – I think steals are huge for you, and I, I agree. We've seen this year steals are down across the board. It's it's very important. Um, I just think guys like Yelich, Bellinger, those are guys that are going to produce across the board. Maybe steals not so much, but you guys clearly are definitely um, considering steals as part of your top picks here. A must-get sure. must thing, yeah. Yeah, for me, for Lindor, it's you know two seasons now of 30-20, um, you know, 30, 20 plus, uh, if he hadn't missed the first, what, like three weeks of the season, he'd probably yeah, be on the something, something same pace. Bad. Yeah, last year it was 38, 25. This year it's 30, 21 with actually 20 points of extra, you know, more on the batting average. If he hadn't missed the first few weeks of the season, he might actually be on the same pace as far as the home run and steal total. Um, so for me, I mean, Lindor was what, a number three pick this year. Um, you know, number four next year, I, that's, that's just where I, why I have him there. And Mike, I know we kind of beat Bellinger into the ground at this point. You can defend him if you'd like, or you can kind of t- attack us. Whichever way you want to go with it, I'll let uh, you. Go I'm going to defend him a little bit. So I looked, <laughs> I looked him up a, quickly as you were talking. Um, oh, so you had plenty of time. There was no so, quickly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so his average 303. His ex his XBA is 322. His WOBA is 425, and his ex-WOBA was 435. So, if anything, he's been unlucky right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's season if, long. It's still being affected. I don't know. I <laughs> If he keeps that average, man, I you, you got to take him at four in my mind because if, if he keeps – if he can hit 300 with over 40 home runs and 100 RBIs and still hit, get you 10 bags, I mean – I mean, yes, you can find power later, but you're not going to find power and average with some bags thrown in later at all. I he get steal more bags too. They've been very conservative with him, trying to keep him I, on the field. He could easily steal twenty if they give him the opportunity. Yeah, he's walking yeah. more too, getting on base more. He's got one of the highest sprint speeds in all the game too. <laughs> I, I, it's maybe I don't know, but how many times has he been caught stealing? Maybe that's an issue. Maybe it's a skill set more than it is the actual ability to do it. Maybe he has to work on that. If I hear he and again, people think rankings are set in stone. If I hear he takes some, you know, takes some strides, huh, strides, pun, you know, running. If he takes some strides <laughs> <laughs> if he takes some strides moving forward as far as like Im- improving his game on the bases on the base paths and they say, hey, we're gonna let him run more, he'll be my number four, no questions asked. But right now, they stopped running with him. His batting average just dipped a considerable amount in the second half. He's kind of tailed off as a whole. It's just been one of those, like, I, with that being said, he's still, he's actually lower. You'll be surprised how low probably have him. Not really low, low, but there's actually one player ahead of him. You're going to be like, no way. So we'll get to that. That's going kind of, to be fun. Ahead of who? Bellinger? Yeah. But Bellinger. Yeah, Bellinger's not my number five. He's not. Yeah, oh, anyway. I thought you said he was top five. Okay. No, he, he could be. Right now he's not for me. Okay. Uh, number five for me is Lindor. So it's like I just bets Lindor. Like that's what it was for me. 
like, and you mentioned, I don't know if you, Zach, it was you that said Betts is your number five? Yeah, Betts is five for me. So I have Lindor five. So, George, I'm kind of in line with you with the – I just took Betts because I feel like he's more of a sure thing. Even though Lindor's been pretty much a sure thing, I like you – know, I know what I get with Betts, high floor. Um, a little less steals, but still – I'm surprised he doesn't have 20. He'll have more next year. But I don't know. Uh, well, for me, my number five, I actually have Bellinger. At, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, last but not least, buddy. I got bets as five. So I forgot to write these down as we were talking about them. Dang it. <laughs> so George has Yelich, then Lindor and Bellinger. Mike has Bellinger, then Bets. And you have Bellinger and Betts as well. You guys are pretty much you, uh, Zach and Mike are pretty much on point with each other. Yeah, we just We're the smart ones. Elich and Acuna, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Which Basically, I really can't go wrong with either. So and yeah. the, this is fun because you guys are so simpatico. You guys have only been on one podcast together, and we didn't share a list before this before the start of this. It's because we're both Mets fans. Yeah, you guys are both idiots. That is very true. (laughs) Of mediocrity. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. Well, it should be interesting to see how we get through uh, 16, 15 I was going to say that. We're on the same page because this is where it gets interesting. Yeah, this is where it's. Go ahead. Go ahead, Zach. Start it off. I mean, I keep starting with you. You're on the bottom. Right here on this little, like on this, it shows the participants. It's listed top to bottom. And I just go, you're just you're standing out to me right now. So, Zach. Okay. I appreciate that. It'll help you remember my name more. <laughs> probably. probably um, not. Go ahead, George. Number six <laughs> is the guy that you've been talking about already, Lindor. Oh. So, you don't really have to talk about him. No one's going to argue with it, that there. Nope. I just think it's too low. Mike, six. Lindor. Oh, yes. my <laughs> oh, surprise, it surprised me over here, George. Keep something. <laughs> Oh man, um, <laughs> Buster Posey. No I'm kidding. No, oh, God. <laughs> I actually 2004, maybe. <laughs> you know what? Give me Trevor Story. Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's earlier than I had him. But I, love I Trevor Story, but that's early. But I love it. I, don't I there's it. nothing wrong with that, except for the fact that I am about to. You think that's early? I have Trey Turner at six. Oh, oh man! Very early. God, you guys love your stolen bases. Yeah. Well, how about <laughs> the fact that he missed like what two months and he's still t- the 65th ranked player over the last month? He's been a six- the 16th player, three home runs, six stolen bases, batting 333. Like he missed what? Seriously, I came in honest. I don't remember about a month or so, six weeks. Thirty. He still has 31 bags on the year with a 300 average. I mean, he was expected to steal what, like fifty, sixty bags. So yeah. thirty-one. I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. I don't even have him in my top fifteen. I don't think I don't. I don't either. Wow. <laughs> I will get him everywhere. Yeah, I've I've got trade down a little lower too, but um... oh, at least you have him there. So at least, but see, like, okay, for instance, I backed it up too because in our fan tracks league, I took him at seven. Right. Yeah, you did. And he you wasn't went- there. He wasn't there for my too early mock pick. Otherwise, I would take him at 14. Who went first in your early mock? Um, I think Trout. Yeah, same. Okay. But, but, but Trey Turner was a top 10 pick there. And I thought I, was, I thought I was high on him. I thought I was going to get him at 14. 
and it didn't work out that way. I, I had to, well, like I was really upset. Photo mock, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, the two early, oh no, the, the two early mocks that you know I I told yeah, you guys that. Yeah, the roto. Okay. Yeah, you can't go wrong with it. He's actually he's hitting a lot better this year than he has in previous years, so that's a nice surprise. But uh, yeah, it's a little I, early in my opinion. But yeah, I'm not I'm not too uh, upset about that pick. Yeah. I should have put Must- I should have put Mustakas at five. <laughs> he he had two he had two home runs tonight, by the way. Yeah, Somebody's yeah. Um, step it up there. I did struggle a little bit here at six between uh, Story and Betts, but because I'm I mean I'm still a little bit. Ooh, yeah, you don't even have Betts up there. Right. So Story did burn me in 2017, pretty big. So, um, but last year he he showed a bunch of growth last year, and. Um, you know, this is two seasons now of hitting 290 plus, uh, you know, and then again, 30, uh, 30 and 20. Now, you know, his, when you, when you're comparing story and bets here, like, you know, bets obviously has a much safer batting average, um, but can he hit 40 home runs? I don't think so. He doesn't offer the upside. I hear he doesn't, you. Right. It's, I'm, I'm, it's, all, it's about upside right here. Well, he does offer it, but I feel like, story is very boomer bust even though he feels safe he still feels boomer bust at the same time it's a weird thing with story that's why he that's why he fell a little bit for me i'm not there yet but that's so so just to recap real quick because now i'm losing track of numbers we are at our seventh pick and george you've gone acuna trout yelich lindor bellinger story and now bets for seven yeah mike you're at you have trout acuna yelich bellinger bets lindor who's your number seven story Story, geez, all right. Gosh, I thought I was high on them, and you guys are even higher. I'm actually really happy with this. And Zach, you have Trout, Yelich, Acuna, Bellinger, Betts, Lindor, and Mr. Juan Soto. Whoa, what do you mean? Whoa, Juan Soto is coming up for me too. Dang, I yeah. thought I was a, I thought I was the high guy on. Him. I got Soto next. Oh, so <laughs> boy, Mike. <laughs> so store, so so, are you kind of uh, Mike? Are you kind of with? George, when it comes to story, the same idea, like, because you, and I guess, yeah, you have them pretty high. I mean, I have them a little lower, but not too much lower. And I, I was afraid of being too aggressive. And you guys, well, I guess, because, you know, Turner took, you know, if I flip flop him and Turner, nobody would have really complained. Right. But, yeah. But you, you're kind of in the same mindset as far as how story goes. Like, yeah, I mean, he's got that 40 home run upside, like he said. Um, gives you everything, bags. He just contributes in all five categories. I mean, he's a no-brainer. And, and, up, I mean, and he know. has cores. Like, you can't ever just – when in doubt, right. when in doubt, go with cores. Yep. Now, Soto, I love that pick. You put him higher than I did. I see for me seven is Bellinger. He fell for me to set to seven. I had, I told you Turner ahead of him would be mind blowing for you guys. So yeah. for me, Bellinger seven, but it's because I'm the second half fall off kind of scares me off a little bit, but so I'll have to touch on him a little bit, but Soto at seven, I want to hear your reasoning, Zach. Um, I just think he continues to get better. Um, I love the on base skills, Guy has some great plate plate discipline, um, and you're looking at a a 40 homer 40 homer 100 RBI guy. He could probably get you 20 bags. He's got 12 right now. Um, yeah, I mean it's just production across the board, um, and he's only getting better. And um, yeah, I just I like him a little bit better than some of the other names coming up. 
Well, I'm not going to argue because I have Bellinger at seven and I have Soto at eight. So I thought I was, the, again, I thought I was a high guy on Soto, but you beat me to it. I had a feeling he was going to have some regression this year, sophomore year. And he did. But that cool. did not happen at all. And I he stepped right in the shoes of that, that Harper um, since he left. I mean, he's, he's done an amazing job. I no faded fun. Soto. I faded Soto hard this year, and I regret it. Um, so, I, obviously, like I said, I have Soto at eight. George, who's at eight for you? At eight, I've got Nolan. I've got Nolan Arenado at eight. I think that's high. You think so? Oh, I think so. But we'll get back to that. Mike, who's at, who's at eight? Uh, Soto, like I said. Oh, that's right. You did say that. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. So, me and, you are, me and you finally got one to get. Got one on, we're finally on the same page for somebody. And, Zach, who's eight for you, buddy? Eight is Trevor Story for me. Oh, okay. So, that's super. I've been on Trevor's story yeah. since the preseason, as you guys know. Um, love story, love the home run upside, and I'm thrilled that the batting average has stayed right in the 290 range. Love that. Um, I would like to see maybe a little bit more stolen base action. I was expecting closer to 30 40. He's kind of hasn't been running as much, but the thing that kind of dropped story down for me a little bit is he's uh he's had some injuries injury issues the past few years just like freak injuries whether it be diving for a ball hurting his thumb hurting his hand sliding just little things like that that are areas of concern for me um i still think he's gonna put up 30 25 30 30 type numbers but that's kind of why i dropped him a little bit lower just the injury um history is slightly concerning for me and before we move on to our ninth pick, I want to hear George on Arenado. I mean, we all know Arenado. I feel like we all know what you're going to say, but I'll let you defend him because what you're going to say is why I put him down. I dropped him a little lower than probably all of you guys. But go ahead. Uh, no, I mean, I kind of, you know, had a hard time here with Nolan, uh, Bregman. I do have Soto kind of in, in there as well. Um, and just kind of the, the safeness of, of Nolan. And then, you know, with Coors, he's 300 and almost 40 home runs, like, you know, every year. Aaron, uh, don't draft him there. Uh, (laughs) I love the the bad puns. So, you have Aaron, no one's going to really fault you for that except for me. Um, George, who do you have after Aaron? Let's just move on from this mess up of yours. Uh, after Arenado, I've got Bregman. Yeah, I don't blame you there either. I feel like I feel like we should, we should all have the same names here, or roughly. It's getting to that point now. I'd say after I'd say until about actually it should, it should be it's all gonna be similar right now. Watch, because watch Mike, what's your number ten or not nine? Remember that what number are we on? Nine, 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 nine. nine. <laughs> Bregman. Bregman. Yep. 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 And Zach. Number nine for me is Arenado. Yeah, see, you fell into it. You fell into the trap of Arenado. <laughs> the trap. <laughs> such a trap. Such a trap. Arenado's the forty Arenado. and one twenty is such a trap. Yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, he's gonna hit forty home runs. He's gonna out. He's gonna outpace his, uh, you know, run and RBI total from last season. Over three hundred. I mean, such a trap. Right. <laughs> I, I think out of any of the names that we've mentioned so far tonight, I think 
I think Arenado is the safest floor. You know that you're getting 40, 110, 120. You know what you're getting every year. It's been, what, five, six years in a row of him doing that? I mean, it's just – it's safe production. You can't go wrong with that. Obviously, you're not getting the stolen bases. That's unfortunate, but you're getting great numbers everywhere else. Oh, I can't wait till I can't suck wait on that, Mike. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. You're not. No, you're not wrong about taking Arenado there. I'm just. I'm just. Why saying, are you so down on him, Mike? Can we, I don't want to jump ahead in my in my All right, well, rankings. <laughs> we can talk about why I'm a little oh, wrong. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it's not like terribly low. Um, my number nine is Story. So it's like I'm just catching up to you guys. I think it's again throwing Turner into six because how high I had Turner which is obviously by far the biggest difference out of all of us. Putting Turner at six has dropped everybody down a spot. And now I'm catching up to you guys. So I have Story at nine. We spoke about him. I have Bregman at 10. Zach, do you have Bregman at 10? I just – All right, so perfect. So I, 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 didn't, I just assumed. So we can kind of just – I think we all agree. It's essentially – he's like – no one talks about him, but, man, is he awesome. <laughs> he is ridiculous. The guy is – all category producer. I I expected more than five stolen bases, and that's why he's kind of fallen. He would have been higher if I could have even gotten 10, 15 bags, but he's pretty much Arenado, but with a higher ceiling, in my opinion. That's why he's ahead of Arenado for me, with because he actually offers a handful of stolen bases too. But not that bad. I mean, I mean, only five, but typically he's a 10 stolen base guy. I think he did it for two straight years before this year. So, he doesn't have course uh, field though. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to make an argument here. It's just hard. I get it. You're, <laughs> you can't go wrong with either. You can't exactly. We're at the point of the draft where it's like, okay, story's kind of risky. Soto can be risky. Turner for me is not risky, but for you guys, very risky. And now we're getting to that point where it's kind of a lull because it's Bregman, it's Arenado, George. Who's your number ten? Uh, let's see. My number ten is actually Juan Soto. Yeah, see, it's like we're getting back into the same names. Yeah, and I see actually, I I see um, Soto and uh, Freddie Freeman like very similarly. the The thing is, the thing was like those, you know, the twelve steals that Soto's chipping in there. And see, I think, and Soto has an upside for fifteen plus steals. That's why he bumped up our list probably a little higher than yours. And oh. that's why I have him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to count on 15 steals. I mean, 12 is actually kind of, you know. I was surprised, right, to be honest. Right. I'll take 10, but I just think it's the potential for more that puts him above someone like Arenado. And for somebody who, for someone who takes risks and takes Acuna first, I'm going to talk you into Soto over, over Arenado. That's, that discussion is going to be had and off, off the air. <laughs> but I, I ran a poll, for instance, if I, if I could find it. I ran a poll, that exact poll yesterday. Juan Soto or Arenado, it actually got 150 votes, and 59% took Soto to 41 to taking Arenado. So, suck on that one. <laughs> I was one of the vo- one of those votes. <laughs> yeah, because and it looks like yep, consensus three. Well, consensus meaning like it's three out of four of us. Uh, four, three out of four of us actually have Soto ahead of Arenado. So, you're gonna have to come down on that Arenado level a little bit there, buddy. We'll see. Uh, so I see number 10. I think I said, oh, yeah, I have Bregman there. So we can move on to number 11. Mike, start me off. I think you skipped me for 10. 
Did I screw you for 10? I thought I had you for 10. Whatever. I was trying to give you, I was getting you involved now. So give me 10 and then 11. Uh, I was going to go Garrett Cole. Oh, you're going to be the first one to take a picture off the board. Nice. Really? Uh, depending, obviously. It, yes. It, Caveat. If he Caveat. stays in Houston. Or goes to another right. contender. Right. A very good team. Yes. Um, yeah. I actually went back to back pitchers here Cole and DeGrom. And uh, I feel like, yeah, a lot of people are still probably going to try and go Scherzer and Verlander above them too. Um, But their ages scare me. And I know they're not showing any regression, but I feel like they can dive off a cliff any day now. So, Um, but yeah, I got to go Cole. I think he's the best pitcher this year. And at this point, I mean, you can't beat him if he's on the if he's on Houston can potentially get you twenty wins and by far help you in every pitching category. And see, a little bit of a tangent. This is why I actually prefer personally to do positional ranking and tier based ranking. I think it's tough to really place pitchers. Like I have pitchers in my first round as well, but for me, it's tough to place them because it really is preference on how you look, prefer to build a team. But some people love ranks that they'll follow the ranks. Regardless of what, regardless of who they like, so it's like I, like, I don't know. I'm just thinking about that because like I like these pitchers. I just I have a hard time making overall ranks when it comes to putting hitters and pitchers together. Yeah, to be honest, I will never take a pitcher first round. <laughs> yeah, I like. But I, like I, either, but. I just for people who do like to, you gotta. I mean, I I had to throw them in because I'm with if you. You man. like going pitcher, you know, early. This is where I think you can take them at this point yeah i still mine's a little lower but literally a spot or two lower than yours um so you're going to cole and Degrom here as far as like again just reiterating at, at 10 and 11 yeah. zach give me your 11th pick i'm going pitcher as well but i'm going max scherzer um obviously cole he's looked great this year but I do not think he's going to be with the Astros next year. So I think that's a major downgrade. Not major, but I think I would take a few other pitchers in front of him. Um, I think Scherzer is still the best pitcher in baseball when healthy. And I think this is a good spot to take him. Where would Cole go? That's going to be a fun discussion. Yankees. That's the name. That's the team I keep hearing. But if the Yankees do to him what they did to Sonny Gray, I'm, I'm going to be very upset. I could see him going back to Cali, going to the Angels. Yeah, that's mm. I. I've heard that you know the Angels. I mean, I'd love him in San Francisco. That'd be, that'd be a great fit. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt he goes. <laughs> Maybe he'll sign with Cincinnati and team up with Trevor Bauer. Oh no! Oh please. God! No. I would love to see him with the Angels because I feel like the Angels are always like they always are like feisty team, and I feel like if they had some pitching, they actually could yeah. try yeah. and make a little something. They're so desperate for an ace. They, yeah, they're so desperate. They signed Matt Harvey this year. Yeah, how'd that work out? Exactly. <laughs> so they're desperate for a good ace. There you go. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not really an ace anymore. He's barely a relief pitcher. He should be pitching in Japan. Um, so for – oh, George, I almost skipped you. George, who's your number 11? I think we're at already. Yeah. Okay, I'm losing track of the numbers now. <laughs> yeah, so my number 11 is Garrett Cole. Yep. I mean, if I'm, right. I mean, I if just, you're going to take a picture for me, if you're going to take one in the first round, I, I, you know, I agree with you guys. I don't tend to go pitcher in the first round, but 
if you're going to take one, I'd, for me, he's been the best one. He's been the best one all season. So, I mean, 281 strikeouts, 184 innings, 273 ERA. Um, I mean, the, the guy's been out of this world this season. And, again, the caveat's going to hold true. It depends on where he lands because wind potential makes a difference. I mean, wins are so fluky, but obviously the better the, better the team, the more likely he is to win. Let's so, say based on, based on what we were just talking about, let's say hypothetically Cole goes to the Angels. Do you guys still take him as the first pitcher off the board next year? Depends on what the teams around him do. Like, um, let's see. Let's look at their uh, – Division. What the Angels do around them, you're saying, or you're saying the opponent, the, the rest opponent, of the I mean, he's still. I mean, because I like that. Other than other than Houston, that he would obviously know their hitters pretty well, so he might actually pitch against them pretty well, or the, by or inversely, they might hit him really well because they know how he pitches. But he has Oakland, who's they don't strike out a lot, but they're solid, not great team. Texas, who's a trash heap, and Seattle, who's beyond trash heap. That division's pretty, and then obviously you have the AL Central, loaded with teams to beat up on the east he would do okay against i think he would be i think i would still keep him there as an angel the off, his offense is good enough to keep him to win him close games i think did you have yeah. him as number 11 mike not nope nope, no. nope. all right so he, george and mike 2.0 do you guys change your pick there if he signs elsewhere no i keep him there i mean it doesn't really i don't look too much into that okay i if still it, keep him there. yeah if it's the Angels, I'd keep him there. I mean, if he goes to, like you said, San Fran, then no. But <laughs> <laughs> what about the Padres? Uh, I think I'd keep him there. I think the offense is good enough to carry some wins. The bullpen's good enough to hold them down. It would be boring. Like, I'd be a little annoyed. It's like Machado, which again, Machado is like a whole other conversation, but. I just really think that the Houston effect is real, whether it's um, the research they do beforehand, the analytical team. I just think there's something there that boosts their pitchers. And I think if he's not with Houston, I think – I don't think you're getting the same type of production. Tell that to Charlie Morton. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, the Rays are probably the second team. <laughs> I was going to say, the Rays are just as good, though. <laughs> I doubt Charlie Morton went to the Mets, he'd be – Oh, he'd be No, miserable. because – if they saw him being successful a certain way, they're not going to change his approach if they're a smart team. Well, the Mets aren't. The Mets, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm getting at. So I, I, would like to, I would like to believe that if Cole went anywhere, they would say, hey, what works for you? And, hey, can you teach our pitchers <laughs> something? So for me, 11 is Fre- Freddie Freeman, actually. And I want to hear one of you guys argue with me about that, but I don't know if he so- will. You haven't taken a picture yet, right? No, I have Cole at 12. Right. Okay. <laughs> so 11, 12, like I, I kind of just – I'll do the roundabout. Freddie Freeman at 11. Uh, um, don't know if that's really something that you guys are interested in hearing my reasoning for, uh, but I'm pretty high on Freddie. Yeah. He's, he's been quietly great. I mean, he, he's, he's arguably the best – he's in arguably one of the best lineups in the NL. And he, we're talking – this year – 111 runs, 38 home runs, 117 RBIs, hitting 305. I mean, with six stolen bases, so he chips in the stolen bases as well. We yeah. were talking, like we were talking about Bregman. We were talking about Soto. I just think they offer more upside, but you could arguably take Freddie over them, and nobody's going to really be wrong for that. But he's above Arenado for me. I Even like it. Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, and, and that's why I, I, we, if you ever noticed, I haven't gotten Arenado yet because everybody we've named has had a similar floor with higher ceilings. I'm willing to, I'm willing to pass on that high floor to take somebody that they might come up a little short, but there's a chance that they're all going to be better. And if whether it be because of a few better, a little bit better of a supporting cast, allowing more runs and RBIs, or a little bit, a little few more stolen bases, a little something extra, these guys all offer over Arenado. That's why I haven't. That's why they're all above Arenado for me, including Freddie Freeman. And then again, I mean, I'll touch on my. That's my twelfth. That's my eleventh pick. So, did you want to say, you want to say something, to Zach or George, whatever your name is? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm. I mentioned that I had a kind of a, you know, I wasn't sure. I was kind of flipping between Soto and Freeman. And so, like, you know, I'm not going to blame you for that one. I actually have Freeman uh, at number 12 myself. So, no, I think it's a good call. So, your number 12 is Freeman. My number 12 is Cole. So, I'm on the board with the Cole train as far as my number one SP. And that's just because he took that next leap this year, this year, obviously. So, but uh, who's your number 12? Whoever wants to go, uh, Amy, Mighty, Zach. I got Freeman there as well. Oh, easy enough. And I kind of just put my case. Mike? I got Arenado there. There we go. Someone that's low on Arenado with me. I will say that I think that Arenado and Freeman, I think they both provide very similar safe floors. Um, I'd be happy with, with either of those guys. They both just put up consistent numbers. Um, the Braves, it should be interesting next year if Donaldson is gone, how that affects the lineup construction and some of the numbers. I mean, I think Freddie and Acuna are putting up amazing numbers because Donaldson is in the middle of that lineup. So that could change things, but uh, you can't go wrong with Freddie at all. They have plenty of money to re-sign Donaldson if they actually would or wanted do, to. But I don't know how that um, affects the development of Riley unless you're going to Riley is outfield long-term. I don't know. He's um, trash. I, I'd love for the net for the I'd love for the Braves to sign uh, Anthony Rendon. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> Get stop. him out of the NL East, please. <laughs> like, like, stop trying to keep the division harder than it has to be for. Man, can you imagine Acuna, Rendon, and Freddie? No, oh. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I could. I just don't want to. It's like a bad dream. Well, that would be a nightmare. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, number so that was number twelve. Mm-hmm. Number thirteen. This is where I finally pick Arenado, and I stated my reasoning already. So, meh. Number thirteen is Arenado. He's low for me. I don't think that's. I didn't think that was kind of a big deal. But I mean, it sounds like Mike is the closest one to me in that thought process. So I'm gonna let Mike talk next about his number thirteen. <laughs> Uh, I got Anthony Rendon. Whoo! That's you see, that seems spicy to me because I wasn't. <laughs> I, but I could, I could, I could make an argument for Rendon over Arenado. I just, I pick cores. Yeah, right. Dude, I, I love me some Anthony Rendon. But yeah, talk about a high floor. I mean, this guy is as solid as can be. I mean, he's gonna get you thirty home runs. He's gonna get you hundred runs, hundred RBIs every year. He's in a, I mean. Who knows where he signs, but if he stays with the Nationals, it's a great lineup. He's w- right there with Soto and Turner. I mean, he's going to get the production. So, just a safe pick for me, um, and that's why I put him high because you know what you're going to get. It's 
really no risk in my mind. Just looking at his numbers right now, my God, they're off the charts. Yeah. yeah. He's having a crazy good year. He's, he's like the quiet, yeah, he's quietly right. been the best player. Like, it's he's got to be up there for MVP voting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's obviously MVP does take in fielding metrics. I'm pretty sure his fielding is pretty damn good too. But as a Mets fan, he always feasts upon the Mets too. Um, that's, that's, that definitely boosts his numbers for sure. He's just good. He's just a good player that people, he's like the right, most under. Player. Under underrated player, I agree. Oh, under, so underrated, yeah. Underappreciated, under everything. So Rendon, I get Rendon. I'll, I guess I'll revisit that. So Rendon's your number 14, 13, 14, 13. Number 13. Jeez, man. I'm, so before we get to, I just, I'm just curious. So does everybody have Arenado over Rendon? Yeah, but yes, but I'm not happy with it. Like I'm doing it because of course. And, right. and Mike Same. and both Mikes have Arenado fairly lower than me and George. Twelve and thirteen for, twelve and thirteen for the Mikes. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. And this is, but this is why, because I don't. I hope I'm not rooting it for anybody. But when it comes to Arenado, you can get Rendon later. You can get Bogarts later. You can get like these are all guys that have the same. You can get Altuve later. Not as much power, but still a similar player. Like. You can get these guys later. Why spend the draft capital on Arenado? That's why it's even like it's my argument against Freeman. Even, but free, it's just these are guys. These guys are just the best of those of that group. That's why they make the first round. But yeah, I can see you skipping on them because of the high floor in the second round of these guys I just mentioned. Yeah, for me, my for, you know my argument against as much as I love Anthony Rendon, the reason I'm taking Arenado you know above him is. You know, this is this is Rendon's first thirty home run season. Um, you know, at the end of the day, he's well, he's going to be what, 29, uh, 29 or thirty, and and it is his first thirty home run season. Um, it, and then you know, every year it seems like there is a period where like you know he misses a few weeks with an injury. Um, so for me, it's just you know Arenado. He has multiple forty plus home run seasons. He's going to do it again this year. Um, that that's that's why I'm taking Arenado. I, I and yeah, it's again when it comes like between the two of them, what what it comes down to, literally like this is like this is one of those times where cores is the difference maker. You look at two players, similar skill sets, similar upside, similar floors. Take the guy who plays at cores. Oh, that rhymed. Like Dr. Seuss, like Dr. Seuss <laughs> in this mother. Um. Yeah. So, Sal. <laughs> I'm, losing tra- I'm getting tired. I'm losing track of my, where I'm at. So, who's up? We're on 13, correct? Yeah. 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 So, Zach, I haven't heard I'll of go. So, my 13, I'm going back pitcher. I'm going to DeGrom at this point. So, I went Scherzer is my first pitcher. DeGrom is my number two guy at 13. Nice. Over Garrett Cole because of his uncertainty next year. I totally understand that. And if honestly, he's with the Astros, though, Zach, where do you put him? What does it take to be? Do you put him over to Grom? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I felt I your I felt your pain in that answer. It's <laughs> a lot of pain there. Well, I just, to- I do not think, especially with the Granky edition, I do not think Cole will be back with the Astros. I think there's too much money between Verlander and um, and Granky. Yeah, and I think that's why they, I, I, today. I think I would put Cole in that spot, yes. But I don't think it's going to happen. That's why I went to Grom. 
I think and I think that's why they went after Grinky. They they were getting a solid uh, number two to help them continue their push next year, knowing that they're probably going to lose the coal. So yeah. they need to replenish that one-two punch. Now they have it. I just uh, I don't see it happening. And I think George, George, did we talk about your thirteenth pick yet? No. Go for it, man. No. Uh, so for me, thirteenth. Talk. <laughs> uh, for me, thirteenth, I got Degrom. Oh, both of you got Degrom. Nice. Yeah. Good pick, George. <laughs> Well, you're like mine better because my 14th pick is Scherzer, and me and you're the only two that have Scherzer as a top two pitcher, Zach. Very good. It's a good pick. <laughs> but good the pick, good pick. And it's it's tough because Degrom, it's strictly you know what came down between the two of them was win, win, win potential. Yeah. Strictly win potential. And wins are so wins are like stolen bases. They're not easy to come by with bullpenning. Get with bullpenning now, and with pitchers not going six innings. So I think aces do hold more value, but I think when it comes down to them, like you're, you're, this is us just getting nitpicky because we have to. And Scherzer kind of just fits that bill as being like, we know what he is. I know he had a back injury and back injuries are scary for pitchers this year. And he had it this year, but I don't know, man, he's been such an iron, he's been such an iron man for such a long time. It's like, I know he's due to regress. I know he's due to have an off year or get hurt. I just I'm gonna take. It's almost like he's like uh, ne- the oh, what's his dang name Nelson. He's just like the Nelson of pitchers. He's just a- he's like aging gracefully, and it's beautiful. And Verlander is also doing it, but I trust Scherzer a little more. So that's why Scherzer's still my fourth my fourteenth pick and my second pitcher off the board. And now again, it's Degrom's right there. But- yeah, yeah. For for me, the re- the reason I'm going Degrom is just. Pretty much strictly age, you know. I'm thinking less likely for that to hit that decline. As good as Scherzer and you know, like Verlander are this year, for me, I'm thinking for next year. I I don't want to be the one that's holding these guys, you know, when the eventual decline comes. Yeah, I'm with George on that. That was my exact thinking too. So fourteen for Mike. I'm like scrolling up and down, just picking. I'm not sure. Um, all right, that's uh, a little aggressive, but uh, I got Tatis Jr. As soon as you said aggressive, yes. I knew you were gonna say that. No, <laughs> no, that, no Tatis, no. Yes. We no. No. Yes. It's super risky, but <laughs> we, we we ran a poll. I love it. We ran a poll about Tatis Jr. or Jose Ramirez, and Jose Ramirez won, and that's what it should be. I hate you guys. Oh man, <laughs> the ballsy pick right there. I like it. I don't. It's stupid. I think it's a little high, but I like it still. It's definitely a little high. I think Mike's a little high. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> nah. But, no, nah, man, uh, obviously it's a risky pick, bold pick. I, 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 we all know your reasoning, but in case the listeners might not know why, 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 are, you willing to risk, why are you willing to risk risk it and take Tati's 14th overall? I mean, it's obviously his upside. Um, before he got hurt, I, th- I think over a full season, though, he's projecting – essentially Rendon numbers. So, I mean, 100 runs, 100 RBIs, 30 home runs, hitting over 300. He's got speed. I mean, he can contribute in every category, and I'd be willing to take that upside any day. He's got to stay in the field. Well, yeah. (laughs) So does every player. (laughs) Yeah, I think what scares me, and I've mentioned before, he's young, he has that back issue. Yeah. Can, you, can you tell me another shortstop who has elite upside 
with a back issue that can't stay healthy. Correa scares the crap out of me that he's going to be like that. It's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Scares the crap out of me. I felt the tense. I felt the tension in the chat room here. <laughs> I said that. No one I knew to... the answer to that. I didn't know if anybody else was going to shout it out. Well, I, I knew. I, I think. I think. I talked oh, to you about it. Last time, I, I, think. Saying, I think. I think. I brought that up last time because comparison back injuries. It's. It's not anything to young. Uh, young with. with young with back injuries. It's like obviously it's ages and bi- back injuries aren't biased to age, but it makes you wonder. It's like what if he goes down that route? You obviously can't. You know, ever think like figure that one out or guess that's going to happen, but project it like you can't project injury but it just makes you wonder if that's kind of the route he might end up going down you know back injuries are no joke man i'm a father within the past year and my back is killing me so i know all about back injuries <laughs> and i don't play baseball anymore so i can't imagine <laughs> playing baseball through a back injury uh, it's got to be tough. I, I can't imagine doing half the stuff with anything anymore like i'm like <laughs> if i have to get off the couch before anything other than a beer it's a bad day <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is getting off the rails. Um, 14. 14. George, go. So for me at 14, I also have Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh my yes. god. There it is. <laughs> you're both now, high. You're both you're both you're both, <laughs> you're both you're both on that Cali stuff, man. <laughs> oh man. Um now for me, you know, it's that upside, man. He 22 home runs, 16 steals. Uh, in 84 games this season, now, you know, he doesn't really have an extensive, like, injury history. He didn't have a problem, you know, before. So, I mean, if this becomes a trend, if it happens again this next season, obviously, uh, you really worry. But, I mean, he's such an exciting player, man. I mean, 20, this, 20 years old, um, you, you know, you can, you can cite the high strikeout rate. You can cite the high Babbitt. But, I mean, he just seems like one of those guys that's going to be outperforming that. If, even if you give him – you know, he with his speed, he's going to be like a 370, you know, 380 Babip kind of guy. And, I mean, I just – I'm going to take that upside with the steal. Would it surprise you if next season he's, he goes 30-30? No. I mean, not at all. Not he's at got all. that potential. And when I look at him and I look at Trey Turner, Trey Turner is not going 30-30. Like, no, no chance. And – one of the hardest things to predict in, in baseball year in and year out is steals. So what happens if the steals bottom out for, for Trey, like, or he gets hurt or what if they bottom out for Tatis or he gets hurt or, I mean, (laughs) you can't take the argument for one player and not utilize it for the same player who's actually hurt right now. Well, the argument for Tatis (laughs) is that he's got 30 plus home run potential and Trey Turner does not. Trey Turner has 50 plus stolen base potential. Tatis does not. Uh, We don't know that. I mean, what kind of pace was he on this season? Potential. He's. At, I mean, he missed six weeks. He 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 missed. He missed six weeks and still has over thirty. The problem is they've been saying that about Turner for how long, and he just never does it. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's gonna do it next year. <laughs> I'm gonna stop bunting like an idiot, and don't, maybe don't he'll hit it. <laughs> I just. I and big thing between Turner and Tatis is I feel a lot comf- more comfortable saying I know I'm, I can get a two seventy minimum. I feel like a bottom end batting average for for, for um. Turner is 270 where bottom like low end for Tatis is probably 250 ish like and I like I like the floor I think there's a safe floor I think 20 and 50 I'd rather take the 20 and 50 with a 270 280 versus the 30 30 250 260 which I could see happening that's just my personal opinion I'm not against Tatis I'm just fading the sophomore slump Pitch, well, pitchers are gonna figure him out I think a little bit so he's gonna you know 
and then just I just I don't know I'm not buying I, I'm not paying the price for the hype because the guy I have at 15 is Jose Ramirez and that was actually a really difficult position a decision decision for me because I'm not a huge Jose Ramirez fan as we all know I faded him pretty good this year oh. but we'll get into that Ugh. I don't know I I think I'd probably be willing to bet that Tatis gives you a 2050 season before Trey does. Whoa. You guys have problems. Anyways, who, who did we skip? Who did we skip on? Uh, Mike did <laughs> I, I did not go yet. I, I have a question. So Mike, so Mike and George, you guys both had Tatis. Let's say Tatis finished the year out healthy this year. Let's say he put up 30, 30 numbers. Is he going much higher for you guys next year? Nah, I'd leave him there. Yeah, I think I think yeah. Back um, end of the first, okay. Yeah, you wouldn't take Tatis over Arenado, Bergman. No. No. no, I'm just asking because you guys they're just, like, they're just more proven. Might, so yeah, I mean, if he finished the season out, I might take him over Degrom. I'd 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 probably flip him and Degrom thirteen and fourteen. Oh yeah, I can see that. And you guys both have Tatis over Trey Turner correct yeah dumb all of you <laughs> <laughs> i'm so petty right now and i don't care <laughs> i'm editing uh, all of you out of this this is gonna be me talking to myself about my top 15 and that's it that's interesting <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be really weird because it's gonna make no sense when i cut you guys out um zach what do you who's I'm your really after this discussion i'm really reconsidering 14 oh my god i hate you. um 14 was i had a really hard time with this yes, pick. there really were names this was a tough tough spot and i really don't know if i did the right choice here but i went with with judge mm. Mm. i know he's been really he's been really good lately though it's been so great lately i still think there's 50 home run potential there if he's healthy. That's really been the main issue. It's been health. He's been banged up the past two years. Um, if he's fully healthy going into next year, I feel confident taking the, taking him there. Um, but the other name that I was considering was J.D. I think people are so down on J.D. Martinez. He's having a very quiet, productive season. Yep. As well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And someone like J.D. would be perfect if you're like at the swing, you know, at the turn and you're, Taking a chance on someone like Tatis, you go Tatis and JD. Yep, I mean that's a winning combination. Or JD and Mondesi. I don't like taking Mondesi this early. I've just I've seen it happen in some mocks recently. Actually, it's really aggravating because I can't get behind that early of a pick on Mondesi. But dude, his talk about sixty stolen base upside. But fourteen, are you sticking with? So you're gonna go Judge or because I'm keeping Judge at fourteen. It's very difficult here because you can between fourteen and probably pick 30 it feels like it's like you can throw these people put them in a bag and throw them and whichever one sticks you're okay with yeah we're getting into an area where there's a lot of names that are kind of jumbled together that you could easily take like you said between 15 and the next like 10 to 20 picks here. but it's funny because you say judge and you, everything you said reminded me of stanton without I'm the just name. gonna say that yeah, <laughs> and i I'm, I'm avoiding judge that early not that he's not deserving of it i just like you said, I'd rather have JD because of what he's proven. Names like like Devers, Bogarts, like not Bogarts is more proven, but Devers isn't. But those are names I'm willing to think. And Rendon, as previously mentioned, those are names I'm willing to take over Judge still. And I don't know if that's a little 
putting Judge down too low, or if I'm a little maybe I don't I don't know. I don't know. Whoa. Whoa. What was that? that uh, marching <laughs> at somebody's front door. That's that's my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> that's your neighborhood. <laughs> emphasis, emphasis on the hood part, neighborhood. Hood. <laughs> Yeah, um, Mike, if you don't know, uh, I, I live out here in L.A., like in the middle of L.A. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. We hear sirens. We hear... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Earthquakes. <laughs> earthquakes. Ha- earthquakes. Yeah, he, he recorded during an earthquake once. That happened. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. That's dedication so, right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we said. That was awesome. He, he he barely missed a beat. You heard a hesitation a little bit, and but that was it. Like He kept going. He didn't even tell us until after the podcast was over. That would have made for that would have made for great podcast, but no, he he didn't tell us. Anyway, <laughs> so final picks, Zach. You want to just keep rolling? Who's your fifteenth? Again, I know there's like I named like seven people, so it's really difficult. None but, of the names that you mentioned are my fifteenth. I went back to pitcher. I went Verlander at fifteen. Ooh, getting aggressive with the pitchers. Yeah, um, I think he's. I mean, you could even consider him being the number one pitcher next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just think there's just too much upside with him at 15. I mean, he's an ace. He's going to get the wins. He, he's almost a lock for 20 wins, basically. Uh, I just don't think you can go wrong with an ace there at 15. You're, you're really putting Cole down there. <laughs> you, I, like I said, I'm just I don't think he's going to be an Astro. I think that I think that um, drops him down in the rankings a little bit. He would probably be my number four pitcher, though. You wouldn't be wrong. Sorry, I, held, I had to hold in a yawn. <laughs> Tired. It's getting late. We're all getting late. It's, it's, it's midnight almost here on the East Coast. So, 15s. What do we got, boys? Dedication. Mike, hit me with 15. Uh, I now have Freeman there. Okay. I love Freeman. You love Freeman. We all love Freeman. That's about it. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I already talked about it already. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great pick. I'm disappointed that you have Rendon over him, but I, t- I can understand it. Uh, Georgie. Yeah, yeah. So my 15th guy I have here is Anthony Rendon. Yeah, you're not That's wrong. Boy. That is your guy, but you know what? Mike likes him more. He, he does. He does. <laughs> And I have like five names written down here for 15. <laughs> like, it's going to change. But for some reason, I find myself, I drafted like at the, in the two early mocks, I found myself at 15. And I, I, I mean, I found myself at 14. So I had the swing, almost a swing pick. I took Jose Ramirez at, at 17. But it's, I don't know if I can rank him top 15. I think, you know what? I think I'm going to put JD Martinez there. I'm calling an audible. Yeah. I'm calling an audible. Good spot for him. I'm going to go with JD, and it's because he offers everything we've talked about from all these other players. Like, why not? Why not him against Arenado? Why? Everybody's saying he had a down. He's having a down year too. The he had absolutely first half. Yeah. So three six average, thirty five homers, ninety five ribbies. I mean, can't beat that. All well, you can. I mean, you can't beat that. <laughs> At fifteen, you can't go wrong with that. I think I'm going to go with JD because I mean, in the in our fan tracks mock draft, I took Devers in the second round. I was like, meh. Like, I, I'm trying different things. I'm okay with Jose Martinez in the second round because I think I went, I went Scherzer and Jose Martinez. I wanted, and the reason why I took Jose at seventeen was because I wanted to have somebody with five category upside in the second round, and he kind of you know fit that. 
So I'm okay with it. If I go pitcher in the first round, I'm more likely to aim for Jose in the second to fill like the five category upside. Because we all know his upside's top three, top five player, but we all know the downside is what he showed the first half and second half of last year. Um, but if I don't start my team that way, I think JD is just a smart, safe way to end a top 15. Like, I'm just playing it safe. It could be Rendon. Like, I could put Rendon there and be fine with it. It's preference. Like, it's a cheap answer, but it truly is preference. There's just so many ways to go. Obviously, this will change um, mm-hmm. many times, but hypothetically, if JD opts out, does that change? Do you drop him down a little bit? Worse. It depends on the situation. If but he goes to New York, he, no. <laughs> if he goes no, to Houston, if he goes to Houston, it depends on where he ends up. If he goes to the Angels, probably, because there's yeah. not enough RBI opportunity because he depends on the RBIs. He depends for his value. You know, He depends on hitting those. Home runs aren't enough. Uh, home runs and high average are okay, but I want somebody – I'll take somebody like a Rendon over him, if he, whoever's in the better situation, because I want somebody that has – you know, it might take a little less home runs, but I want somebody who's going to get me the RBIs. I need that difference maker somewhere. I yeah. can get I can get forty bombs later in the draft. I can go I can go draft a Matt Chapman in like the eighth round or wherever he's going to six probably fifth or sixth round this, the next year. But and he's going to take get, a uh, go take a Pete Alonso. He's going to be a third round pick or late second, depending on how aggressive people get. But that's a fifty home run guy. Like you can oh, get man. the home runs later. I hate it. I hate it. We're gonna have to do. We're gonna do the. Oh, by the way. We're gonna do a 2020 second round coming up soon. We're gonna just keep the 2020 <laughs> thing. No, we are. We're just gonna keep. Might as well just keep it rolling because that's what people are. I've, I've I've talked to people and that's kind of what they're interested in. 2020 yeah. stuff. So, by the way, we we really should have had a 2019 season victory lap episode because I hyped up Pete Alonso preseason. I hyped up Tyler Glasnow preseason. Glasnow was up. not good. Like, he was good for half a year. You can't take okay. that. Hurt. He got hurt. He, yeah. he, Other than that, he was the best he, baseball before he went you, down. You ever seen that video of the guy, the Olympic sprinter, who blew his like leg out, and his dad had to help him across the finish line? <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's you right now taking that damn victory lap with hey, like. I'm gonna, with, with I'm gonna take it. I'm also gonna take it on Dakota Hudson. I was just gonna say Dakota man, Hudson, your boy. <laughs> he is lights out right now. Can and we all? Yeah. Those are my victory laps. Can we, all, can we all just recognize that Ketel Marte was one of my guys and he's like a top 10 player? Yeah. Like that's like my biggest one. Okay, well, not, no, we're not going down this route. Stop it. We're yeah. stopping now. George, give one. I'll let you give one. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I mean, one. I, I've been, <laughs> all right, I've been uh, talking about this guy since probably like June, uh, but Sonny Gray right now, if you guys want to stay up, he's got a no-hitter going. Oh, you just jinxed it. You oh, stopped. I'm playing him in playoffs right now. <laughs> He's got to be kidding me. Yeah, six innings, nine strikeouts, no hits. How oh many pitches? Uh, He's like in mid-90s. mid Who's oh, he playing? The Mariners. Oh, that's why. Yeah, of course. There you go. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. I, I've, been, I've been hyping up uh, Sonny for a few months now. Yeah. I also you... remember preseason, George. You were hyping up Goldschmidt over Freeman, too. Oh, oh come on stop <laughs> don't remind me about that. <laughs> I, I did defend i did the french i did the friend uh the friend i did defend freeman so i feel good about that <laughs> were there any other big victory laps that we've had those were josh some pretty bell, good ones josh bell josh bell who's been turning bell. he's been turning back on lately bell was uh, i i was very anti mondesi which i was wrong about but i was also very anti vlad guerrero jr because of draft price, he was going yeah. top. He was going top fifty. 
Okay, it's turning. This is turning in the wrong direction. I'm sorry. I just opened this up, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do an episode about this. Might as well. I don't know, uh, Mike. Were you doing? Were you putting out stuff that early and putting out your sleepers and all that, or not quite? Did you kind of get a late start like us? Because we were kind of last minute to the sh- to the party as well. Um, I put out some guys. I I was big on Bieber. I was big on Heaney. I was big on Boyd, who had a really good first half, but now he sucks. Um, <laughs> I liked Glass now a lot as well. So you guys are so you're taking that same victory lap as him with a guy with the sprinter who blew his leg <laughs> out. And we've all seen that video. It's like one of the most inspirational videos. Yeah, he's looking really good at one point. <laughs> I mean, heck, but he's fall, dude. He fell big in my too early mock. He was down. He he became my SP three after pick hundred. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. Th- I thought that was pretty pretty good. So. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm like blowing I'm sure I'm blowing people's minds in that draft. We're gonna review those once they're done because I want to talk about the ADP. Like I'm gonna do it we're gonna do an episode, all four of us will get on and be like five hours long again. And it'll be <laughs> it'll be it'll be a um we're gonna review AD, that ADP from two early mocks once it's posted. So I'm taking guys like Kopech right now where no one's like t- like I'm taking guys like Love I'm like it. I'm starting to yeah, I'm starting to reach you know, out. Like, you know who's going crazy early is Keston Hero. Yeah He's going like I've insanely seen, high. Yeah, I, so it's, it's like a top three second baseman. Well, you know what? You guys would know if you guys got in, like I told you to. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I even text them. I didn't even tag them on. Tw- I text. Wow. Them. I text them the tweet. Like here, you get should in. have just signed up for me. No, because I have to like link your. No, <laughs> I'm not your. Mo- I'm not your mother. I'm not your wife. Don't you? There make- you are. <laughs> I'm your work wife. If you if you want if you want to have one of those. Okay, this is just... my name. Anyway. <laughs> okay, George. Um, with that said, guys, if you're still listening, <laughs> we covered first round, obviously. We're going to do – we obviously have a bunch of plans. You heard us rambling about a bunch of plans in the future coming up next week or two, a couple weeks. So stick with us. We're, we were glad to be back. Had a lot of fun tonight. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, again, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. You can follow George on Twitter at jmontanez 90 Mike 2.0, aka SP Streamer at SP Streamer, and Zach at BravZ. You can follow the podcast. You can follow the podcast page on Twitter at Bases Loaded Pod. And as always, guys, we do appreciate you guys listening, and we look forward to talking to you soon. 